Welcome back to the Ride Boundless Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Ride Clean. Ride Clean is an ultra premium polish and sealer that you can use on your motorcycle and or car. With Ride Clean, you get an easy solution to maintaining your ride clean and the benefits of UV protection and shine with active ingredient Carnubowax. Ride Clean is simple. Shake, spray, and wipe. Made in the USA. Visit rideclean.co, use promo code RBPODCAST for 15% off. Also, make sure to check out Los Pepes Summer Collection. Go to their Instagram and search Los Pepes CO. The Summer Collection is starting to release and you don't want to miss it. My guest today, more than a badass, he's an artisan, hand-making every part on his motorcycle, and as a result, winning over 20 awards, my good friend, Trevor Hibbs, a.k.a. Bulletproof Welder. Here we go. Trevor, thank you for coming out, man. How you been doing? Doing all right, bro. How you dealing with all this bullshit? Uh, you know, one day at a time, just like anybody else. Yeah, you got uh, you were telling me earlier, you got uh, you think you got the COVID nineteen, or you were sick for a minute, or you had it. <coughs> yeah, oh, you still like have that. it. <laughs> oh shit! This yeah, is the end, guys. Uh, we'll be back next time. Yeah, no, I fuck March tenth, dude. I got, I was hurt. I never take days off work, and uh, I was getting the bike ready for Arizona Bike Week, and I had it all broke down. All of a sudden, I got super sick and was getting like convulsions and like chills and body aches and finally i decided just go to the doctor i had to take some days off work once the doctor this was before they could test unless you were out of the country and they started testing me and doing blood work and like my white blood cell count was down and my crc levels or crp levels were up so my body was fighting an infection and nobody like they didn't know what it was and so it comes down to like three things which is like aids white blood cell right which they tested me for and i'm have to say I'm clean and uh, what was it valley fever and I had that in the past but I've already beaten that well it never really goes away but that wasn't it so then it came down to like two other things and they kind of hinted around that I had leukemia and I'm like uh oh this isn't good so started freaking out a little bit and then went back to the doctor again um, took some more blood tests they said we don't know what's going on they sent me to another guy and then they were getting ready to like send me to the leukemia specialist and everything started coming back around and I got the um, blood test results back to my app on my phone. So then I started doing my own research and then I kept asking them, I was like, just test me for the Rona, man. Like it could be that, right? Right. I never did. And uh, just through my own research, like all my blood test results were matching up to the coronavirus. But anyway muscled up put the bike back together with it actually and then they canceled bike week so yeah because yeah, you, you were getting ready for bike week in arizona <laughs> yeah, yeah but so you're, you're a believer of the COVID 19 it's yeah. legit oh dude it's yeah it's out there you know, know the, if, you know the people that have been sick with it or yeah unfortunately i mean let's see Lindsay. you know motos and lettos she's just getting over it her symptoms are exactly the same as mine and then uh you know people at work now that it's kind of that second wave going through people have been getting it like crazy so 
I don't know. I feel like I'm Superman because I got the antibodies. So right. What's up? What do you got? Huh? Yeah, yeah. You got any <laughs> money? How much money? Who's got the most? <laughs> yeah. So how was uh your your background? Which I, I want to know how you got into welding. But how how was uh the workforce dealing with it? Are you guys wearing masks? Are you doing six feet distance or not really? No, I dude, see you fuck around with the guys it's fucking, and it's balls out. Like everybody when they first started it, like because I just changed employers too, but. When we first started, everything hit. Everybody, you know, the safety guy come out and no, everybody distance and wear masks. And we're like, okay, where's hand sanitizer? Where's the, you know, hand wash stations? Where's this? Where's that? Well, at the time, everything was sold out. Couldn't get toilet paper, you know? Yeah. Couldn't get hand wash. Couldn't get this, but everybody had to work. So one thing, well, one guy caught it in the yard and they tried to shut the job down. And the customer's like, oh, we don't know what to tell you. You got to keep working. This is. You know, money is business, businesses. And I won't tell you the project we were working on, but it was pretty, pretty big, uh, pretty big wall. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So anyway. Uh, I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> but. Well, the, tell us who paid for it and we'll, then we'll did, know. Did Mexico what pay can, for it? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't get involved in that. I just got a paycheck. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you're getting paid. That's good. Yeah. That's all that matters. But so then from there, like I, uh, I jumped ship. My buddy, Kevin, he started a company and. He kept bugging me to go to work for him, and I just said, all right, cool. So we jumped over, and I started back in the oil fields again and, you know, designing and building operating systems and yada, yada, yada. But same deal. We'd all show up and talk a bunch of crap about how it's fake or whatever. Everybody's got their own theories, but we just got to do what you got to do, man. We're not going to get paid to sit at the house. So so that's good. You guys never really stopped. Haven't stopped one bit. But my background with welding, I don't know. Let's see. We'll start back. High school, I did it. Uh, high school? Yeah, all the way back to high school. I started freshman year and did auto class and got okay building stupid stuff, barbecues, this, that, the other thing, but I wasn't really like a profound welder, I guess you'd say, and got out and learned, learned the basics. Went straight into the oil fields at 18. At 19, I was a pipeline welder. Did that for, you know, three, four years, and then I met Kevin, who I'm working with now, and I was in the back of the shop, we were welding on this huge pressure vessel, dude, and it was like 110 outside. And literally, I pulled my hood up, and I'm just pouring sweat. And Kevin comes out, and he's like, hey, you still want to be a welder? <laughs> <laughs> and you got, mind you, me and Kevin, man, we talk a lot of crap. So I know. I see the Instagram. You oh, guys fucking great, have too dude. much fun. <laughs> so he's Way like, hey, you, st you still want to be a welder? I said, yeah, that's where the money's at. And he goes, let me show you my paycheck. And I'm like, whatever, man. I just put my hood back down and keep burning the rod. So then uh, he comes back out, and. He goes, hey, come in here. There's air conditioning. And at that time, I said, all right, you got me. So yeah, man. I stopped welding at like 21, became a foreman, then became a superintendent at like 26. Started my own company, you know, later on, and yada, yada, yada. But I still always kept my hand in it. Like, I always like fabricating, like building things, just taking something from nothing and, you know, building it. It's just, I'm kind of artistic, I guess you could say, but. It's an art. It is. It definitely is. But. I'm not like some bang up badass pipeline welder anymore. Like it's for the birds, bro. I can't, I can't stand it. Like when it's 110 outside, I just over it. So yeah, it's a, it's a job. It's a, when yeah. it's over, it's over. And it I gets can, boring. Like seriously, when you just got your hood down all day and you're just burning her out over and over and I, I got to keep myself busy or I just get bored with work. So, but, but what made you get into it when you were in high school? You know, I got a, I got a good buddy of mine. He's a welder. He, he got into it cause his father was doing it. You know, it was that, mainly art, honestly. Like, so I'd see sculptures and I'd see, you know, because I was into graffiti a lot back when, back in the day, like I had a whole crew that we used to go around and like hit trains and stupid shit like that. So 
that was that. And then I started getting more into like, you know, building like moving structures and like I built a whole skeleton, I think when I was like 19 and just like I took ball bearings and weaved in muscle structure and came out super sick. But then, you know, working six days a week, 10 hours a day, I didn't have enough time for that. So then I just chased the money and then kind of put the art thing aside. But now, you know, getting into the bike thing, that's where I now I'm like, okay, well, what can I make? Let's, let's make some cool shit. So yeah, which which we'll talk about that. Uh, actually, now I mean, let's introduce you. How do you, how would you introduce yourself and introduce your motorcycle and let's start talking about what you've done with your motorcycle customly. Well, uh, let's see, Trevor Hibbs uh, from Bakersfield, California, originally uh, bounced back and forth from LA, worked all over the country, um, got into motorcycles heavily about four years ago. Uh, another guy I worked with, Kenny Johnson, he was a pro uh, motocross. So then he started getting into the Harleys because the unknown dudes. And then he would come to work and show me these videos on his phone. He's like, look at these dudes are doing Harley willies and yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, dude, you're insane. <coughs> Excuse me. So next thing you know, he showed me videos of work of him doing stand-up willies. And I'm like, dude you're insane we all right wait a minute i'm starting to like this a little bit so me and him clicked up and then i found the lowrider s and that's your uh, first bike that was my first bike yep shit so this is what 2016 yeah basically 17 17 so then from there started fixing it up and i was trying to do i was going to do like the stunts and all that stuff and then uh unfortunately kenny passed away and then uh I just kept the thing going, dude. I was like, man, I can't. Related with motorcycles or? No, no, no. Long story, but yeah, he uh, he was out partying. Dude, this guy, you'd tell Kenny to jump over that couch and he'd jump over the house. Like, he, he was that type of dude, you know what I mean? So he was out partying one night and somebody uh, gave him the wrong mixture and he didn't wake up. So Alcohol poisoning. Something like that, yeah. But Or, yeah. Anyhow, he's a. Uh, He's forever in there. You know what I mean? Every time I win a show, I always think, I'm like, hey, he's, he's hopefully looking down and being like, what's up, homie? I got you, you know? Yeah. He probably would tell you you're a pussy because you can't wheel it without bike. Yeah, he's probably. For show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. I guarantee he would. Yeah, that's that's no bullshit, but it is what it is, you know? So so you got into the lowrider. First thing you did was pipes, bars, the the regular stuff. Yeah, the same old shit everybody does. Saddleman. Um, but my main thing was like, I was into drag racing before, right? So I was always into motorcycles. I just didn't trust myself enough to get one. So once I got older, I was like, okay, cool. But <clears throat> so back in the day, you know, right in high school, I had a 73 Camaro, uh, 350, you know, raced, did the illegal drags, got really heavy into that. And then I got into the import scene and then I did a motor swap and I had like the fastest Civic in Bakersfield. And then that whole Fast and Furious thing hit. And I was like, all right, I got to get out of this. So I went back to motor, uh, uh, American mo Muscle. So I bought a Camaro, started fixing that up, was doing the drags and that, and then started getting into bracket racing. So I built another guy's car. We bought one of the um, CTSVs when they first came out, you yeah. know, with the superchargers. Yeah, yeah. So then we started hitting bracket races, Vegas, you know, Famosa, and that was a lot of fun. So that's more of my background. So when I got this thing, I was like, all right, cool got a 110 in it right at the time it was the the business yeah the top so at the time at the time yeah so, so took that thing out put some uh 585 cams in it 
tuned it, put the pipes on, went through a couple different pipes, and dude, that that engine was a screamer. You remember you had one? Yeah, yeah. I loved it. But yeah, for 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 me, I loved it because I had a few dinos at the time, mm-hmm. and it was the first time you had the one ten, you had ABS, mm-hmm. you had cruise control, and and that to me, like on a dyna, was the shit. I've had it on the baggers, yeah. but never on a dyna. And uh, my buddy Dean Del Rey, he got he had my bike first. It was his bike. He uh, he has a podcast called Let There Be Talk, where he just talks to like old rockers, and it's a it's a great podcast. Everybody should check it out. He got a sponsorship deal with El Cajon. Uh, Harley Davidson, mm-hmm. and uh, he they they hooked him up with the bike. He got like a fucking super. Deal. It was practically free or something. Um, long story short, when I when he showed me Cruise and ABS and this, I was like, "Fuck, man, this is way better than my FXDXT." You know, back then, back when I had mine in the day, and I had that thing fixed up, fully loaded. And um, I, I said, "Hey, bro, you want to sell it?" And he was like, "No, no, no." Six months later, he's like, "All right, I'll give you a deal." He gave me a deal, and then. Five, six months later, Harley says they're not making dinas anymore. And he's like, you lucky fucking fucker. Yeah. But but then anyways, continue. So then you you did the basics. You got the seats. You got the bars. You got the pipes. When did you start welding and start making your own shit? Well, I always wanted to do that right out of the box because I wanted to. Well, let's just back up. So I started going to Born Free in uh, 2015, I believe. And I started seeing all these choppers. And then I got to the dyna section and blown away by so many bikes so this one bike in particular just stuck out more than all of them that was that guy uh, true g he had the gold and this that and i'm like man this thing is amazing so i went and talked to him freaking nice guy and he's like yeah bro and i said man one day i'm gonna build something you know that's gonna compete with this and uh you know of course i'm pretty sure he's like yeah whatever next next guy sure yeah so then i always had that in the back of my head and i said man i'm gonna I got to do something, but I'm going to do it my way. You know, I'm not going to copy this guy's shit. I want to do it my way, which is, you know, I was a commercial fisherman. Uh, I'm really into the nautical thing. You know, the boats, the this, the scuba diving. I want to incorporate that because I grew up watching like Jesse James. I'm sure you guys all do yeah, of too. Of course. Mm-hmm. Dude, that was like the business. Like that dude still that, to this day is. Yeah, legend. Motherfuckers. He's raised. He's badass. Yeah. yeah. So. I, I used to know his painter, Hot Dog. He oh, painted, yeah? painted a few of our bikes too. Yeah. So then I was like, all right, well, I'm going to do that kind of that level you know so first go around painted it had my boy joe mr joe he did the airbrushing and i bought this like shitty looking fairing and tried to convince myself it was nice but anyway long story short got rid of that so this is like the third breakdown i've done um took that 110 out was gonna put a 117 in it and then i was like "Mm, why don't i just build a 117 from scratch right so got dark horse uh flywheel got some cnc ported heads got the t-man high compression pistons got some 660 heads or 660 cams uh what else finally just got this thing built and golded the engine pulled the 110 out so now i've got a spare 110 sitting there and then put the 117 in and it's uh man like i can't keep the front end on the ground half the time but i also uh did some gearing and whatnot but this last go around for Arizona Bike Week, that's when, uh, like, I think I was like, man, I'm, I think I'm at that level with True G right now. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. What, like, <laughs> why do you be gold? I don't know. I honestly just that's a, that's it's a the brass on it, the way it started was brass, right? So yeah. to me, you know, on a ship on the nautical theme, making things from brass to me is like ten times easier out of making out of anything else. It's soft. You can work the metal easier. 
you put it on a lathe, you can just rip it apart and do what you got to do. It's expensive. You it's can heavy. manipulate it. Yeah. It's expensive and it's heavy, but you can shine it up just to make it look like gold. So a lot of people think it's all gold, but, you know, half the stuff on there is brass. So that's why I went with the brass. So so what what did you do? What was the first thing you did uh, visually? You know, you did the engine guard. You did the rails. I mean, what, what, what happened? What have you start building? Well, first it was, well, I don't want a crash bar like everybody else has got, but uh, let's try this. So I started tinkering around, and I started welding up crash bars, and then bunking had the California cutouts. Yeah. And you could buy those for like 50 bucks. And I was like, well, okay, let's do that. So I did that. So then I figured, all right, well, let's make brass crash bars. Nobody's done that. So made those. Then I said, okay, well, how am I going to make these brass sliders? So I got solid brass, put them on a lathe, drilled it out on my buddy Steve's shop, and then made the brass sliders. And then from there, built the uh, sissy bar, powder-coated it, built gauge, gauge pods. Um, what else did I make? I made a bunch of different stuff. I took some of it off since then. But then this last go-around, <clears throat> I took some flat bar uh, brass, grinded it down, and then my uh, one of my ex-girlfriends gave me a scuba diver helmet keychain. Yeah. And I bought some of those karaoke lights. I don't know if you've seen those, mm-hmm. those little bastards. And it is yeah. super the tiny bright. ones. Yeah. So that fit perfectly in that keychain. I'm like, oh, dude. This, I got an idea. Uh, here we go. So eight hours later, I had one side fabbed up, and then I made up a cleat and, you know, a boat cleat where you tie the rope on. Yeah. And then grinded little uh, channels for electrical, got it all on there, and then mounted it. And I was like dude, this is, this is rad. So then made the other one and then gone from there. And like, actually right now I'm, I'm, I'm talking to Karyakian or how do you pronounce that? Karyakian. Karyakian. Yeah, whatever. So yeah, something like that. We <laughs> so, all know what you meant. Yeah. Shout out. <laughs> so we're, uh, I'm talking to them and I think I'm going to build the next crash bar with like some blinkers in it. So that's it. That'd be dope. Yeah. So. That'd be dope. It's perfect. You can Nobody's run the wires to inside the tubes. No, yeah. they've done drill it in, the back in, end. in some cafe racer. They've done it before with them. You know the U the U tube that they put in the back mm-hmm. under the seat. They they've drilled inside of the tube, and the, and the LEDs come out from there. Okay, so it's a, it's maybe a good but reference. Not, but not a uh, crash model gadget, no. Yeah, but not no, a crash no. bar. That'd yeah. be cool because it, it'd be sticking out more. Mm-hmm. Right on you the know, and the running lights would be fucking. It'd be, it'd be safer. Running lights would be better. Turn signals would be better. Have you seen mm. those uh, model gadget ones that uh, go at the end of the bars? For handlebars on the R90s yeah. and and all the Triumph, um, those could be a good inspiration because it, it does 360. Oh, really? Yeah, so you can see that from the front and from the back. It could be just the only hmm. turn signal that you have. That's I haven't seen that one. I would have to check that one out. Uh, you started building. You started customizing. You started welding. You started polishing. When did you decide to get into the shows, and how many how many fucking awards oh have you God. won now? Because I lost track, man. I'm trying to be cocky or nothing, but there's been a few. I went to let's see, what was the first one I hit? Um, oh, CJ put on a Dyna Days up in Sacramento, and uh, it was like Sacramento Harley or whatever. So I just powder coated a bunch of stuff, and that's when I still had that shitty Pharaoh on, and I decided to go up there, and then I took third, and I was like. Okay, well, maybe I got something going on here. A lot of people seem to like this little theme I got going. So from there, I took it, and then I went to a lot of little stupid, like, bike nights and a couple little cruise nights and, you know, nothing substantial. Then I went to, oh, these guys. I was out in Santa Maria Harley, and my engine builder's out there. So he brought out his uh, dyno trailer, 
so I'm out there dynamo my bike, trying to get it all dialed in for drag racing. And um, these guys come up. This guy named Steve hits me up, and he's like, hey, man, we want your level of bike at our show. I'm like, well, level of my bike? This bike, uh, to me, I'm like, eh, whatever, you know? Did you have the paint job by then? I had a the other paint job. I had the different fairing. I still had, you know, a little, couple of things. It was, still, it was nice. Don't get me wrong, but I didn't have, like, the rotors and um, all the little bells and whistles that I made. Which takes time. Yeah. So then he's like, check it out. Bring your bike. Uh, number one gets a friend, a brand new Bassani. I said, well, I'll tell you what, dude, if you're inviting me, I'm going to build you a first place bike. He goes, all right, you got, it was a month and a half. So immediately I went home, stripped the bike, called my airbrusher and just went to town, dude, ripped the thing apart, redid everything from top to bottom, powder coated, uh, built a bunch of stuff, built the sissy bar, new fairing, um, gas cap i made the little scuba helmet for or no i'm sorry the um oil dipstick i mean from top to bottom just cleaned it up super nice went out there took first and then won that basani so then from there i was like i remember that one and you didn't even have a basani pipe no it was a basani oh no no yeah i I won (laughs) that was a different one i forgot about that one i love that one so yeah i went to the basani 50th year anniversary yeah and just as a joke i was like well i'll enter my bike and I had a, a shit bag red thunder on there and I hate those pipes, but so I'm in the, in the competition and it just so happened that, uh, Carl Bassani was a fisherman and he loved the theme. So he's there. like, yeah, <laughs> and, and, yeah, and you won. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Place without a Bassani. That one was, uh, I was, was like, what the one. fuck's going on here? But he was a fisherman. That's <laughs> he was it. a fisherman. Got that angle. So yeah. But then after I won the, the live fast rally, I got the Bassani and then I started like doing research on how to do a gold pipe. So I started looking and, you know, powder coat and there's a million different ways you can do it, but nothing substantially nice. So I seen, um, a few other guys had done it, but they hadn't done the whole pipe. Like, um, this guy Bradford had done just the pipes going to the collector and then not the whole thing. So I was picking his brain a little bit and talking to some other people. And then I found, um, titanium nitrate. So titanium nitrate you can use on, like cutting tools. Like when you go to Home Depot, you buy, you know, a set of drill bits and they've got gold on them. <clears throat> That's titanium nitrate. Well, the whole reason of that is because it's, it holds up heat and, you know, cutting power. So it's rated at like 1700 degrees. And I said, well, here it is. So I found a place right here in Santa Clarita called uh, uh, Advanced Coating Technologies and shot them the pipe. I figured, well, what do I got to lose? There's a free pipe. Let's try it. And that thing came out freaking awesome amazing Amazing. looks fucking badass and then from there i was like okay what shows the next one so i entered a chopper fest in ventura and dude as soon as (laughs) actually that one we get in there we line it up all the diners are in there the judges come by they take one look at my bike and then just keep going and i'm like what's that mean what's he he didn't write nothing on the clipboard dog like (laughs) what's going on here shit so uh i didn't think i was gonna win nothing day goes on sure enough man i took first place at that one and I'm just, you know, flabbergasted. But that's probably my coolest trophy. Like, I don't know if you've seen that David Mann, like the art that they do. Yeah. So I got that one mounted on the wall. But I mean, you got you got almost a room full of trophies I right do. now. I do. I'm getting there. Oh, and then there was Vegas, too. I forgot about that. But, yeah, the guys over at, uh, I, I entered the, oh, that was it. So two years, two, three years ago, I entered October, um, I entered the Vegas Bike Fest for uh, V-Twin Visionary. And they just glanced over my bike, cool, whatever, and they're like, come back next year. So 
next year come rolls around and I was I was dead set, man. I said I'm gonna make a freaking I'm gonna make a mark. So went out there with the new paint job, new fairing, new all that stuff. Right. Entered the show and then I walked by Jeff and I said, Hey, let's go take a look at that, man. You remember me from last year? And he goes, Oh yeah, I remember you. So that right there, I think that was one of my biggest like Vegas bike week best Dinah. That was that was that intense. that one was hosted. Uh, that was that was an uh, old downtown, right? Yeah, that was uh, Fremont ish. Yeah, Fre- Fremont Street. Yeah, by by the bars and everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good little bike night. That was fun. Yeah, that one. How how many trophies do you think you have right now? Oh man, twenty maybe. At least twenty. Yeah. Fuck, in three four years. In about two years, yeah. So, like that. so what's next? What are you going to customize next? What are you going to... I've got some things in the works, man. I definitely do. I got a, I got a freaking crate full of stuff I'm getting ready to send to gold. And then we're going to hit Sturgis. And I'm going to enter that V-Twin Visionary show. There's another one on the 9th, I think. Some guys are putting on. It's like a Dyna FXR show. And then I'll probably from there hit, obviously, Born Free. But they don't really have a Dyna class at Born Free now. Yeah, I think it's just general. It's just kind of like it's just general go, bike. Right? Yeah. So I'll just I'm not trying to go out there and win nothing. I'll just go out there and show it. And my problem is, dude, like I ride the hell out of this bike, bro. Like I I, I know. And and trying to keep it nice, like it does not stay in the garage. Like I'm obviously at your house here in Studio City, and I live in Bakersfield, so I I hammer this bike, and then I'll go ride the canyons. Like there's a Kern Canyon in Bakersfield, and you know these things when you put these miles on them, dude. The chips and the paint, the, the frame. I mean, right now I've almost got a hole scraped in that freaking Bassani. Yeah, you get rocks when you're riding. Yeah, no matter what. It just. You ever thought about getting like a second bike, like a BMW GS or something? <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> oh shit! Where'd know. he go? I'm oh, sorry. He left. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, but you ever thought about getting a second bike? I, no, I, I know mean, you mentioned the bagger, and I know you mentioned some other stuff, but I've got so many different ideas, man. I want to build a chopper from scratch. You know what I mean? Do the frame, all that stuff. Then I want to build a stunt bike. Then I want to do a bagger. And then, you, you know, where, where does it end? I if, just, if, yeah. you, if you would have to put a price right now on your bike. I well, actually did it as a joke. <laughs> I don't know if you heard about that. No. So everybody kept DMing me like, hey, what's it going to cost? You know, and I got sick of answering back. And at first I was like 65000 is a joke just to keep people from bugging me all the time. So then I was at a shop in Bakersfield and, this old bike builder guy, he's like, man, I heard there's rumors going around. You're selling this thing. And I said, no, not really. But if the price was right, I would. And then the Anybody, guy, yeah. you know what I mean? So he's like, well, what's that price going to be? I said, 45,000. He goes, wow, that's an expensive Dyna. So then <laughs> that night I said, well, let's just get this over with. So I got on FXR trader and I said, Hey man, 24 hour post, uh, this thing will smoke your street bike and drop panties. <laughs> <laughs> right and he posted it so everybody started you know some people were saying oh it's worth every penny and then a couple other people were talking a little shit and then, oh well it is what it is i'm not trying to sell it but like i said money talks yeah i mean uh one of the ideas that we had uh with colin and talking to robert a lot uh was um every single bike that we own mm-hmm. we should put up in the website of los pepes completely overpriced and if somebody wants to buy it, why not? Right. You know, yeah. We just build another one. Because the or, first thing we do is, even with the BMWs, we got them, we unbuild them completely, mm-hmm. send them to paint and customize powder stuff. Powder coat. Powder yeah. coat or whatever it is. Right. And, and it's, at least it's personal. You know, it's a little bit customized. Not, yeah. not built, but customized for sure. 
Yeah, we know we, we had some other ideas too. We were thinking about raffling bikes. Yeah. You know, I was thinking I was thinking about like how do I maximize the price on my Dyna Lowrider, you know, with yeah. the, you know, fucking Well, with the BMWs like you're pretty close to West Hollywood, right? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> What's that? So, I mean, yeah. for the parades? You know, yeah, the gay people. I mean, like they, they have a lot right of money. Yeah, 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 and Robert's yeah. bike have a lot of colors also. They they yeah, yeah, yeah. They know they yeah. do. They love that shit. That, they you know. love it, man. They'll fucking hey, pay. Girl. They'll pay forty, fifty thousand dollars, no problem. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But I saw you eyeing uh, Jaime's bike. You know, and all blacked out. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Remember, you ever see that movie Pulp Fiction? Yeah, of course. Remember that part when he goes. Sewer rat might taste like pumpkin pie, but I ain't never going to eat the nasty motherfucker. That's right. <laughs> That's how I feel about BMW. Yeah. I don't know. They're probably good for you guys, but they're just... No, I, 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 I felt the same way for a while. I, 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 was at, uh, I was at Eagle Riders for a minute in 2015, and we picked up a new 2016 for the inventory. Mm-hmm. And I took it out for a spin through Malibu, and there was nothing at that time that I liked about it. Absolutely nothing. Um, I rode it all the way to Neptune's Net. I, I didn't like the grips. I didn't like the position. My balls were being smashed. I mean, it, it was just, I, I really didn't care for it. And same thing, my, my buddy Dean Del Rey, back in 2009, 2010, he picked one up. And he was like, it's the greatest bike out there, you know. And, and Dean's Harley all the way. I mean, you, you see this guy. He's Harley rock and roll fucking insane. And when he pulled up in a, GS, a GSA, I was like, you're crazy. But um, but then the second time around, when we went to Joshua Tree, that shit fucking you know really turned me. I was yeah, like, this, this this is pretty amazing. I've only ridden Harley's since basically I started riding in in the U.S. I, t- I started riding when I was eighteen, nineteen. But um, but in Spain you ride whatever, even scooters most of the time because you're in the city and that's where you ride. Uh, but when I came here nine years ago, I got I got a Sportster, mm-hmm. and then. You know, a soft tail heritage classic, and then a Dyna, and um, bro, everything everything has felt short compared to a Dyna or or a Harley until I tried for that weekend this bike, hmm. and it, it it's just it opens a new possibility of ripping in the streets and then going off road. Which you, which you're never gonna do with a heart, right? And and, and I think and, and and not that we're not trying to sell you on this, but just <laughs> just, like just to paint, <laughs> just to paint the last of it. Uh, that day that we rode it, we rode in rain, we rode in traffic, we rode in dirt, we rode in you know off road, we drove over a hundred miles. Like every scenario, yeah, that you can ride in. No, I there was it. many Those things are were, probably like super reliable. They're probably you know they got the best of the best on them. All that stuff. I mean, you take a Harley. I mean, look at what we do to them, dude. We rip them apart. Well, I mean, the no, suspension sucks. Well, the well ends, you have you know? to. Yeah. yeah, that's the other thing I got to change on my street glide right now. My fucking suspension. I hate this fucking suspension. Yeah, I still got to change the suspension. I got to change the front. I got to change. I mean, it, I get it, it, it never ends. I mean, HD is hundreds of dollars, right. like you said. But I, I just don't. It's not my personality. I don't think. Yeah, I'm, I, I don't know what that is, but it could be. Um, so, anyways, uh, if you if you were to get a second bike, you would just build it from the ground up. You're saying? I'll, I've been thinking about doing because I want an M8, dude. Like you can get serious power out of those things. They're just bolt on. You know what I mean? Like leading edge kits right now are just insane with the bolt on power. But you know, I don't want to scrap this thing. Like I love that bike. That's my first bike. I don't want to get rid of it. You know? So it's an amazing I, first bike. Oh, dude. Yeah, I was spoiled. Trust me. Matter of fact, Kenny told me when I got it, he, he said, I told you to get a Dyna, not the best Dyna they ever made. So <laughs> that was kind of the inside joke. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I'm thinking 
I want to do a performance bagger really bad, but it has to be an M8. So I'm still sitting on that 110, and I don't want that to go to waste, right? So who knows? Once I get, if I get a frame and the price is right, then I'll probably build a stunt bike. If I come across like a salvage bagger, then I'll do that. If, who knows? Maybe I'll go finance a new bagger. But. If you would have to buy anything that is not a Harley. Hmm. I was, dude, I was digging those Indians when they came out. The yeah, FTR 1200s. Have you ridden them? No, but after I've seen all the reviews and my buddy bought one, like, you, uh-uh. Do you, do you get to ride uh, Kevin's uh, KTM? Because he was riding it for a little bit, right? Yeah, no. I smoked him on that thing, though. <laughs> We dragged, but no. Um, let's see. If I was to buy anything else, put a Harley. Doesn't Triumph come out with, like, 160 horsepower or something? Um... I think so, right? Yeah. I think they looks like the Triumph rocket or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, something Those like things that. Things are so ugly, though. So you go for something with speed. Yeah, for sure. So what about what about a sport bike? I've never, never, rock, got, never really... Croc rocket? I would, Croc rocket. I would ride one, but... Croc. Just not. Croc rocket? Croc rocket. What'd you say, bro? <laughs> Croc rocket. <laughs> Crotch rocket. <laughs> no, I'd get a super bike like those Ducatis. I think those things look awesome, but... I don't know. There's not my. You don't like the like the the multi stratas or the hyper motards like the the BMW but the Ducati versions. Yeah, the adventure bikes but or dirt bikes or you're not into that. You more really speed performance. I, I love pulling up to like, especially from Long Beach to Huntington. Like that's my little strip, and I'll pull up to those lights, and people know that run that strip. Like it's just the bike racing highway. <laughs> so when you pull up, I doesn't care if it's R1 or R6. Just the way I've got that thing geared. And getting somebody from light to light on a Harley and the look on their face when you get them. Yeah, it's like a good just, fucking feeling. It's just, it's awesome. And then people are like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> you know, to me, I, I don't know, I dig that. But there's really not any other bikes that I'm, like I, I, when those Indian, what are they, the Challengers that came out? The bagger yeah. ones? When those came out, I was eyeballing those. They're flimsy as fuck. Dude, man. And then, you know, time tells. Everybody just, you can't get parts for them. When they break, they break. They don't really support their people that buy them when they get a recall. You can't get them fixed. It's just, you know, one thing after another. But yeah, it, it becomes a big problem. That, that that same year, 2015 at Eagle Riders, half half of the LA corporate store was an Indian dealer. Oh, really? And uh, that's why they have it painted kind of like Indian colors. And they were an exclusive Indian dealer, and and that just didn't last. It it just wasn't a good business model. They didn't, they had a lot of problems. Um, I rid, I rode every single Indian. They just felt so flimsy, especially compared to the Harleys, which, yeah. you know, it's like Harleys is really bad enough, you know, without custom, you know, a stock one. Mm -hmm. This was really bad. They look cool. They look fucking amazing. But but I, I, I didn't have good experiences with it. And if somebody else did, then that's different. Now, you, I got to say, I believe you've earned every single one of those awards. Well, thank you. Just because... For being your first bike, I mean, none. I don't know anybody that has a first bike and looks as badass as yours. For having such a badass bike and actually riding it everywhere, that's another thing I've never seen. Most people that I know that have nice custom bikes, they usually just garage it. They have another bike to ride, and that's it. So, I mean, just those two things alone are pretty fucking impressive. Well, for me, it's like a constant pro like progression. You know, I always got to make it better. So. To me, like once I start screwing it up and I see enough chips in the paint or whatever the case may be, I want better performance. You know, want want to try this or gold out that or blah blah blah. It's got to be 
something better, right? So it's a constant progression for me. So that's what I look forward to. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go smash the canyons this weekend and, you know, wear a hole in the pipe and do this and get chips in the paint, blah, blah, blah. But in the back of my head, I know I'm going to make it better, you know, six to eight months to a year from now. So that's where, to me, that that's the enjoyment. That's what I love. Like, I love the challenge of trying to rebuild it better than the last time. You know what I mean? So that's what's kept me going on this thing. What was the most difficult thing you, you built or added or painted or customized on the bike? Well, when I first started, you know, everything was difficult. You right. Because you've never done it, right? So right. I've changed the bars out like probably six times now, but those were a pain in the ass. And now... The most tedious thing was I took every wire and sleeved it, right? So I've had to pull the pins out of the connectors, go through, sleeve it, put shrink wrap, repin it. Like that took the most time and just wherewithal, I guess you'd say. But then the other one was pulling that 117 out. Once I built, once we built the 117, the cams were so big, they were hitting the top of the rocker boxes. So Little did I know, oh shit, we got to grind those out. So took those out, grinded it out. And then just one thing after another, you know, big engine, big problems. So kept, it took me, you know, two, three months to get that engine dialed in because I was running the Power Commander 4 first and it just kept killing the bike. Every time I'd get on it, um, kept kicking an oil light, just numerous. I'd go to, to the drag races and as soon as I get on it, dude, I hit second, it would just kill the bike and then I'd lose a race. And sure. I was like, oh my God, this is driving me insane. So that probably was the hardest thing to figure out as far as like, cause you know, engines are engines, but electrical bugs and wires. Dude, yeah. That's a nightmare. Oh my gosh. So yeah, that was, once I got to that power, that new power commander, all the problems went away and then I retuned it. Like I had a really serious, like wild tune in that thing. Like it did not want to run under 3000. Like it just wanted to go. So I took it to AIP speed we had it on there for six hours on the dyno and uh the guy six hours six hours dude and it's running like a champ i had to pull some power out of it but you know reliability as much as i ride this thing if it was a track bike fine but as much as i ride this thing cool but just know inside i can pull more power out of there rob you want to you want to race that uh bmw let's race man let's race the fucking how, you got, man, how many horsepower you got on i'm are you ready man under 35 under 36 and that's you got more than i do Let's go line them up. Let's yeah, go. Let's do it. Let's fucking do that. Where do you do the drag, the drag um, races? Anywhere. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> in, down the the street. Street. Don't in the street. In the LA River. In front of <laughs> in and out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No matter. Were you a big fan? I know this is a random question, but were you a big fan of the Fast and Furious movies? No, I hate him. Yeah. Honestly, because we were doing that shit right before it came out, and like, we were a bunch of punk kids, dude. We found a place in... in San Pedro that was selling these Japanese engines. You could get them out. We'd rip them out of the sea trains. We'd go down and just a bunch of dumbass kids that didn't have enough you know money to do this, but we were getting these motors like super cheap. And then we'd you know shoot a bunch of nitrous in them, blow them up. Like I loved it. It was a big scene before that movie came out. And then once that movie came out, then you know all the rest of the people jumped on the bandwagon and it kind of killed it. So, but. Yeah, it was like exclusive and. It was so much fun, dude. It was like dodging the cops and. There were so many different like illegal drag spots that we'd go to and even the cops would have their cars like we'd be out there racing like these Corvettes and shit but we always knew like when they were going to raid the the drags because the cops weren't out there dragging their cars you know what yeah. I mean so like if you didn't see the yellow Corvette then hey everybody keep your eye out cuz they're going to raid it there's a problem yeah yeah it was it was nuts i yeah. loved it how do you, how do you guys meet 
Oh yeah. I I know how we met, but I don't know how you got the ride ride clean. Cause no, let's talk about that. Yeah, I love that stuff. What's name? West Hollywood though. West Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. He walked by. I had the BMW. He's like, "Hey, nice <laughs> bike, chaps. big boy." Yeah, I don't yeah. Know about that. He was, yeah, he was wearing chaps, or I was wearing. I don't remember. Yeah. No, uh, no. Well, it was. Let's see, I went to. Was it Dinah Days or that one in Long Beach? I can't remember. I think it was Dinah Days. I think it's Dinah Days because then you brought somebody to the AIM Expo. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dinah Days went out there um, on a whim. Just fuck it, I'm going. Got out there and then. That dust storm and that shit. Dust storm oh, so it was two years ago, not, yeah. that, not last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man, Mad Max. Well, actually, in the that. first, in the same place that we did the, the episode, just like two episodes ago, we yeah, yeah. Um, the supermoto we filmed the there. Brian, oh, yeah. Brian's out there. Yeah, that's where he does it. Okay. So yeah, we were do, we were doing uh so ride clean and and Los Pepes. We had a booth over there on Dina Days. It was the first oh, yeah. Dina Days. They the were very going. first one, yeah. And that shit was a fucking dust storm from hell. But you came by. I was always looking for something, right? So, oh, that was you. Oh man, I'm what did so you say, fired. Robert? You my said shit, uh, my shit's shit's silent. Silent. always my shit's silent. silent. My shit, but they they triple dialed. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. West Hollywood. Hey, girl. Far away, baby. I miss you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, boy. So, I was always looking for something to like just hit the bike and then take off, right? And I wanted to do everything with it. I tried so much different shit, and then he convinced me. He had some other guy there that I don't even know who he was, but I was like, whatever, shut up. Just give me the shit. No. <laughs> was it real? I don't know. It wasn't him. No, it was somebody else. Was it a black dude? No. No? Nate? No, he was like matter. doing the oil, like pouring the oil on the bike. And oh, that was Robert. Uh, <laughs> this is just story. I was just like, whatever, dude. Just let me try this shit. Whatever. You know, I'm trying to find something good. So took it home. Shit worked. I'd hit the whole bike, and then boom, I was out. That was after I did the custom paint the first time. And then... uh I fell in love with that shit, but then it was kind of expensive, and I'm like, fucking god damn it. I'm but, not but he pay. ordered, but he ordered every month. I remember yeah. seeing it, and there was like at least three, four months that you're ordering consistently, and I'm like, Trevor, Trevor, Trevor. Yeah. All right, I kept sending it out. So then, But you were hooking me up with a code, so I was like, all right, whatever. So then when you had that one at IMS, I'm like, all right, it's time to double up on this, and I took all my boys from Long Beach in there. I said, like, hey, check this shit out, man. This stuff works. So we, we stocked up there because you gave us, I think, like a hell of a deal. And then uh, from there, I'm like, dude, what's it going to take to sell this shit? And that's when I started really hitting the shows because yeah. I was going to the shows anyway. So I was like, yeah. man, Robert, let's link up, dude. Let's let's do the ride clean. I'll put my bike in these shows, and then I'll sell this shit. Yeah, you you, you, <coughs> you, you were actually telling me that your bike's ready, submitted. It's going to be at the show, but mm-hmm. it's a three-day show anyways. You got nothing else to do. Yeah. So fuck it. Might as well just start fucking slanging it. Yeah. So, yeah, and it did really good for a while. And then... um. You know, some of your competitors started hitting me up trying to give me uh, sponsorships, and I tried it, and just, dude, I cannot. Like, there's been numerous people that hit me up on Instagram, like, hey, give me, try our shit, fucking run our stuff, post it on Instagram, but I'm not that dude, man. And like, I can't, if, if it ain't right, I just, fuck you, I ain't doing yeah. it. Yeah. You know? I know, you You, you gave me, you gave me some, uh, I don't want to say names, but you gave me some orange stuff. Uh, <laughs> man. I want to say names. Man. Yeah. And, 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 you know, the guy's some story. Some of the purple stuff. The guy's story, yeah. But that, yeah, he was some orange stuff and oh, some the purple, purple stuff. stuff. That guy, he was a little aggressive, man. I was like, Dude. He was very aggressive. Like, I, I actually I wanted to. I where I'm from, homeboy, but I, these things yeah. still work. <laughs> yeah, I don't fucking play like that. I, yeah. But I haven't seen, I haven't, I haven't seen his stuff at all, but. Nah, he fell off. Yeah, he fell off, mm-hmm. and and he's he spent some decent money, um, but again, I, his story, the purple stuff back in the days in two thousand eight, you know, was mm-hmm. was 
I used it. You know, it was it was pretty fair. There was nothing else. Mm -hmm. But after after two three years of doing my my product, I was like, fuck, that this is it. Yeah. You know. Well, even all the boys in Bakersfield, like they've completely fucking depleted my supply because everybody comes to my house to work on their shit. Yeah. <clears throat> and hey, let me get some of that ride clean. So everybody loves it, man. That's good shit. I, I personally, I, I haven't found anything better. Yeah. No, I mean every every show I've done from Vegas to California, I sell out completely. Yeah, I saw, and and this is not a promotion at all for for Right Clean, but this episode's brought to you by Right Clean. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's not a promotion. You'll hear that. Uh, I mean, go get me a box. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, what what uh, what other? Do you work with any other sponsorships or, or uh, anybody else you collaborate with? Yeah, once uh, I won Vegas, um, I've always been in touch with uh, Carlos over there at Plex Audio. Because I've always wanted that thing, dude. Those those speakers are just insanely loud. And, you know, there's a lot of other ones out there, but Carlos was like a solid dude. Every time I met him at shows, and you know, we'd shoot the shit, and like he'd throw me a t-shirt and whatever else. And then he seen my bike, and he's just like, "That's it, man." And he shot me uh, that new Plex 2.0, and I put it on there, and just like literally have to turn it down at the fucking stoplights, dude. It's that loud. But that that guy's been, you know, and this is. I'm not that guy that go, comes with my hand out, you know, hey, look, I got a nice bike, but, like, give me free shit, bring me free shit, you know, blah, blah, blah. But he uh, he shot me that, that Plex, dude, and I, I like ended up. Colin. Did you see? <laughs> Just kidding, bro. <laughs> so I made a, like, I went and I, I cut out Plex audio out of metal, welded it to a base, powder-coated it red, and then um, had my buddy um, you, you, you built the frame. You Did you see it? No, I, I, don't, I don't think I, I saw that version. Sure. But I, I just took some metal, cut out Plex Audio in their logo, like their style of graffiti or whatever. Cut that all out of metal, welded it to a base plate, and then um, powder-coated it, and then had my boy Corey fucking pinstripe it, and then I sent it to him just as, you know, hey, thanks, bro. So That's fucking amazing. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's what it is in this business. Like, I, I noticed on Instagram, everybody's like, oh, fucking free, 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 many, free. Look how many followers I have. Can you give me free gold pipe? Fucking, meh, meh, meh. No. I, I talk about it all <laughs> oh, the time. Oh, do you? <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Yeah, because I work with the company now. Not work for yeah, them, yeah. but I work with them to help people out. Like, these people, all they give a fuck about is like, okay, give me your finished product, and then we're sticking it in the machine, and it gets gold. That's all they care about, and then we're going to charge the shit out of you. But there's a lot of prep work before you can just yeah. throw it in the machine. So I try to help people out. Like I get fucking DMs all day and I'm trying to be cool to some of these people. But most of the time I'm like, yeah, all right, man, uh, you're going to have to polish it. If you want to polish it, either I can do it if I got time. But most of the time I don't or I'll send it out or the best bet is get it polished before you send it. And then we'll take it from there. And then, you know, well, hey, dude, I got 147,000 followers. Why don't we, uh, you know, do a little trade work? Well, because I don't fucking care. <laughs> That's why yeah. I fuck your followers. You want a cold pipe? You know, yeah. come on with it. So, yeah. <laughs> legit or fake? Yeah, I mean, you, you got to pay to play, dude. And no, I always, I always tell tell this, and I and I and I mentioned it when when Spicoli was on it, on it. Uh, even you know when we get sponsored with brands, mm -hmm. we never ask for free stuff. Yeah, we Definitely. always ask for at least you know what they spend. Yeah, you know, if they want to give us a discount, that's fine. And also, we don't just like post it on our Instagram and look. All these people are gonna see it. No, I always offer create a bunch of more content mm -hmm. that nobody sees on our Instagram. So I create a folder for them, and they can use it. Yeah, you know, like TBR's catalog is made with right. our pictures. Mm -hmm. You know, right? Not, not only that, but we're, we're gonna do like a, a big purchase. You know, we're at, we're at least gonna buy if we're gonna spend you know fifteen hundred dollars on bags. We're going to mm -hmm. buy at least eight sets, you know, nine sets. So, you know, it, it, it works out. Strength in numbers. 
Yeah. yeah we're, we're not trying to fuck around with that. Question. Would you, um, you joked around about if you were to sell your motorcycle, how much you would sell it for and if the price is right. But question, what if somebody asked you to build the bike like yours or similar with a little bit of a different theme? I've been hit up a couple times. Um, I always tell them, yeah, you know, fuck, I'd love to help people out. And the problem is like 90% of the people like, and here's my thing too. Like even with my buddies, like you see the shit I post in my garage and this, that, the other thing. If you want to come over and help me and learn to do it with me and like, we're going to fail together or we're going to succeed together or whatever. That time's free. I've got a tight clique of dudes that I roll with in Bakersfield. Like all of us do something like one guy's paints, one guy, you know, he's a Harley mechanic. This guy's this. And we do not charge each other. Like, that's a big no-no. We don't fucking do that shit. So, like, the, for instance, like, my buddy Bryant, he just helped me uh, readjust my push rods, you know, whatever else. I've, I'm going to do a whole new top-end kit here shortly. He's going to help me do that. He calls me, hey, I need a deck built. I go over there and build him a deck. You know what I mean? It's just that's the way it should be, right? It's a collaboration. Yeah. It's so a trade, almost. That's, just, that's what we do. And, then, like, the other day I just welded a fender on for this guy's chopper and you know, yada, yada, yada. He's like, what do I owe you? Nothing. Just, this is what we do. But there's always those guys that are just always there like, hey, give me this. Hey, give me that. Here, come here, do that. Here, I'm going to drop my bike off and you do this. Thanks, homie. No, that's not how it works. You can come over here. You're going to help me pull the fucking engine out. You're going to help me fucking tear this thing apart. Like that to me is more than anything else. But if somebody was like to come to me and say, hey, build me a bike. Yeah, of course, I'd love to do it. But they they don't. I mean, would the answer be I'd love to do it, but I can't because yeah, I, mean, I got I'm a full time fucking I'm job. So fucking busy, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm plus booked. my hobbies and I like to ride and scuba dive and chase girls and all that shit. So, but yeah, if the money was right, fucking come on with it. I'll make time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, but how much would the money be right for a let's say a chopper? Well, that's the thing, dude. I I have no experience building choppers. So if somebody came to me and said, build a Dyna, then, you know, ah, fuck, it depends on how crazy, how deep you want to go down the rabbit hole, how much horsepower you want, how much, how you much know, performance you want. Like one guy hit me up and he's like, I want demons across my whole bike. Right. So my airbrusher, he's an awesome airbrusher, but when it comes to like pinstriping and clear coat and this and that, like I'll do that myself or I'll have somebody help me or whatever the case may be. So immediately I hit up my, my guy and i'm like okay check it out it's a huge fucking bike he wants demons through the whole thing and he's like well that's this many hours of work and like six grand worth of airbrushing and i'm like fuck dude that's without the clear coat without the pinstriping without you know making the shit look you know show ready yeah so i come back with him and i'm like dude you're looking at about 10 grand worth of paint and then people freak out right you know what i mean and same time though these other shops i'm not gonna say any names but like just for a scallop job it's fucking 10 grand you know, that, of course, me, that's what it costs. It's insane. That's why I taught Jace, myself how to do J- this shit. Chase uh, from Fast Life Garage. Yeah, he charges oh, yeah. two, three grand a helmet. Oh, dude. But he's you worth know? it. The motherfucker Oh, he's worth rated. it. Yeah, no, he's yeah, fucking yeah. amazing. Hot Dog, back in the days, mm. which is Jesse James's painter from West Coast Shoppers, he would charge anywhere from ten to $15,000 for a bike. And that's insane to me. Like, yeah, but, but people, you know, people well, have look at Jumbo, empty pockets. Jumbo's, Jumbo's bike. Yeah, uh, our friend. Uh, I don't know. You know him on Instagram, Jumbo Fresh. He's selling um all golden uh, a paint job mm-hmm. on a, on a lowrider S metal that, flake in that paint job was five thousand dollars. Yeah, back in two thousand sixteen or seventeen. Yeah. So now he's trying to sell the bike, and people are like, "Well, it doesn't have any 
work engine, I mean, uh, engine work other than there is a, two, uh, is a 117, yeah. uh, you know, from the kit of Harley. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's stage two or three. At that well, everybody's got to realize, dude, you're not going to ever get back what you got in these things. I mean, Absolutely. Sure. No, I, I, <laughs> I think the, the simple math for it is uh, every dollar you spend, when it's time to sell it, you'll probably get... But it's still yeah. worth it. The guy right now that painted that jet bike doesn't pay anything for less than ten grand. Yeah. So yeah. and you can't blame him for it. You know, people are lining up to, to do it. And of course. Why not? My guy, he's semi like because there's a big low rider scene in Bakersfield, and I love like sixty four Impalas and you know Lolos and all that bullshit. So we're at an Easter show, and uh, my buddy Brian, he's like, let's go check out these these sixty uh, fours because he's got sixty four Impalas. So. We go walking by, dude, and I see this trunk piece, and it's the most insane, like, airbrushing work I've ever seen in my life. And I hit the dude up. I'm like, hey, bro, who did this? And he goes, oh, this guy, Mr. Joe. I said, what do you charge you for that? He goes, 500 bucks. Oh, shit. And I said, does he know what he's worth? And he's like, yeah, but you just go talk to the guy. So immediately, bro, I called him up. I'm like, how much? This was the first go around. Yeah. The guy's good. He's upcoming, but he wasn't. Like a hundred, he wasn't, he wasn't at the Fast Life Garage guy. What's his name again? Chase. Chase. He's not Chase's level. So a couple of times, you know, hey, fix this. Hey, touch up that. Hey, da, da, da. But he's just trying, he's just trying to survive. Exactly. He's just trying to survive. And I loved, I'd much rather help that guy out. Like here, fucking, let me, let me boost you up a little bit. Put some cool shit on the bike and then maybe I'll try to blow you up on Instagram or whatever the case may be. Yeah, it's probably the same (laughs) with the two artists. Um, This guy, and I'm just showing a portrait I have. Mm-hmm. This guy's incredible. His name is Vinny Romanelli. Mm-hmm. And a tattoo right there? Yeah. That's a cool fucking name. And he is completely normal in prices. Tattoo places are going crazy. Now, oh, just man. to make a reservation, you have to pay $1,000. This guy, I got this, this portrait for 150 bucks. Man, and it's in New York City, so it's, it's not like he didn't have work. Portrait, yeah. Yeah. He's just like, no, I'll just do it for the price that I think is fair. It's not gonna, I'm not going to charge crazy stuff. So... I mean, don't get me wrong. Once the guy gets big enough and he can charge that much, more power to him. But yeah, you, you got to get started. Trying to get the, no, I respect the both going. of them. I yeah. respect both of them, but yeah. this guy definitely has his feet in yeah on the floor. So what else are you gonna do to that bagger over there? The bagger, fuck. I, I'm, I'm contemplating on on uh, on the suspension. I'm yeah. thinking about going legends. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean that that's kind of where everything's pointing unless there's somebody fucking hints otherwise I want to raise it because on the street glide it's got the 12 inch mm-hmm. so I think I want to go at least 13 13 14 because it's even for my height it's it's pretty low I'm like completely flat yeah. and I, I want more space uh travel yeah. uh, when I when I ride and that 114 is uh, completely stock you haven't tuned it or nothing not yet anyway right yeah no I, I still got to do once I change the air intake add the pipes I'm contemplating I really want to do the TBR we got a pretty decent deal with them that's why I'm facing you know I'm, I'm more heading towards that direction as a matter of fact I'm trying to order it as soon as possible they're, they're, yeah they're, they're back ordered right right but um you know uh pipe I'm, I'm contemplating either download or a power commander you know, I've mm-hmm. heard if uh, I heard if you usually go Power Commander with California bikes, it's not as what well better as the download. So you're not worried about the warranty or nothing. Um, or are you just gonna swap it out if something goes wrong? Yeah, I'd probably just swap it out if something goes wrong. Especially because well, I, 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 I you can go up, up to 131. Just you know, even with the with the other kits, you've got the the bigger flywheel because you got that 114. So you could easily push 160 out of the thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. That would be a total sleeper. Yeah, that'd be a that'd be a total fucking yeah. 
then you'd like not be gay with your BMWs anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, half, half and half, bro. You know, <laughs> hey, it's only gay if you like it. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, I would say it's bi because we do have our Harley. So yeah. that's true. Yeah. yeah, he still has a Dyna Low Rider. And yeah, the I've BMW. never felt like I've been so cornered in my life right now. Yeah, yeah. Like, literally, literally, you're <laughs> in the corner of the fucking room right now. And we got, we got Mark in, in the back right there to make I sure think you don't you escape. Anything, anything you need to go for a ride on Robert's bike. Yeah. yeah. yeah we'll see. Now you guys will be taking pictures and shit. Hey, look at this guy. Yeah, look at who the fuck, what a fuck. <laughs> Wait a minute, that's our bike. Talking, talking so much shit about us and look at him. Now, well, I don't know how it is in LA, but like every BMW rider guy, like have you? there's a certain personality about them like when they first came out i don't know if yeah. you noticed that so most of them are techie type you know what i mean so like scuba divers right there's your regular scuba diver there's your hunter there's your tech diver tech diver is the guy that's got fucking 50 tanks and he's trying to go to 300 feet deep and fiddle fuck around and just look at me i'm a fucking tech diver he's a fucking dork he's spending eight hours decompressing and all that bullshit that to me is the BMW. <laughs> like, look no, at it, 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 it's it's interesting. I, I respect that response, and, yeah. and and here's how I'll rebuttal to that. Um, people that do ride BMWs yeah. that I do run into um, do come off that way. You yeah. know, they're they're little arrogant, and they're a little arrogant. They're uh, they're knowledgeable, et cetera, et cetera. Tech guy. Yeah. We'll use that. But I I feel like there's been a, a change recently. I, I agree. This shit's blowing up. I've had people. Like, I, I, I just told anymore. you before we started. We walked by Saddleman. Uh, we drove by Saddleman to pick up uh, my seat for the street line. We had like three, four, five crazy typical Harley bikers tatted mm. up, fucking bald, piercings everywhere, just all crazy. No. Look at us saying, that your bike? Are those your BMWs oh, out yeah, there? Yeah, we got scared for a second. And, and, and literally for a second, I, you know, I'm already like grabbing keys and shit, knuckling <laughs> up. And I'm like, yeah, that's our bike. And they're like, those are some badass fucking bikes. Can we make a seat? It's like, you want to make a seat for us? Yep. Boom. They took measurements, took well, some course, pictures. Like, those things are selling then, like hotcakes. They've seen a they're, business they're opportunity selling, and they jumped on it. <laughs> and, and it's funny. And now, and, and the compliments, like when I ride the street glide and I go to a bar, you know, there's people, man, that's a nice Harley, man. That's yeah. my fucking dream. But on the GSs, that same shit's been happening lately. We were driving to. Uh, well, you live in LA. I mean, you know. well, we are so close to West Hollywood, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. <laughs> no, we were driving another place. There's a guy driving an M5, sick ass fucking car. That guy rolled up with his girl in the car, honking. Yeah. Yo, nice fucking bike. That's just bad. Yeah, so so I, I, I think it's been changing. Those, you see what I drive? I got a big old lifted Dodge. Come on. Yeah, that's you know yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 fucking yeah. M3 and your little drop top BMW. But, oh, M8, <laughs> M8, or M5. But then you have guys like Darren from parts and the bnw dealership and that guy is like you or any of the harley guys except that he rides a bnw yeah. he puts they tell us every time we go darren walks in every single day he rides in into dealership 12 o'clock hmm. and you're like holy shit i want to you know i want to see it and he's like no that's illegal i'm not gonna let you shoot that and i was like okay cool yeah I mean, regardless, it just seems, it seems like it's a thing that's happening. I just, dude, trust me. I like all motorcycles. It's just not something that I would pursue. Like, to me, I'd rather build a rigid chopper and fucking beat myself to death and look cool as shit having something one of a kind rather than... But would you go with that bike on a trip? Anywhere. Would you go with a, with a hard, hard... Oh, yeah, absolutely. He, he would go anywhere. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. He'd go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> no rear suspension, yeah, just a rigid frame. Whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and there, there is a, there is a time. But you know what that, you know what that is. And I'm gonna put you on the fucking spot uh, right now. All right. 
Here that's four years of riding experience. I know. Man. All right, bro. It's a lot that's, of seat time. That's though. four years. I under, I understand that. Yeah. But that's four years. Yeah. I I've been riding like hard since fucking 17, 16 years old. And I'm telling you, I've been through enough bikes that I can see fuck this I see the difference between it. Like like there's a balance. Yeah. There was a point even five years ago where I would be with you right now, I'd be like, Yeah, bro, I'll fucking ride a rigid frame. Oh, well, me too. No, I, I would do yeah, it, but not know. on a trip. <laughs> you know? No, I get it. No, even on a trip, I don't even give a fuck. I remember taking my FXDXT, fucking Reno, wherever the case is. Never say never. That's all I can say. Right. Yeah, never, never say never. But not, for, you, for me, I'm just busting your balls because you sold your lowrider ass and got that fucking polished. No, 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 no. I, he I, got, I, the I got the streak line. line. I got the streak line. I thought you traded in for that fruit loop. No, 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 no. You're wrong. Oh. I traded the. I traded. Bar, I went to Bartels yeah. and I, I traded in the lowrider for the streak line. Oh, okay. And then a month later, picked up that just because he was getting one. I was like, you Fuck. know, I, I hit up Jaime. What was it? Two weeks ago. Hey, you riding this weekend? Like, I don't know. Was it you? You run the Los Pepes, yeah, right? yeah, 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 I do. Yeah, so I hit him up. Hey, you guys riding this weekend? Like, yeah, we're riding to blah, 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 Sunday. And I'm like, are there all those fucking gay bikes going what, what with you? What was that? Oh, yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> You're like, I don't know yet. And then silence. <laughs> yeah, no, no. And yeah. I told him, I go, Trevor's going to be on the podcast. He's going to bust our balls a little oh, bit yeah. for the fucking BMWs. He's like, yeah, he just wrote me. Then <laughs> you can go on those gay bikes or something. I go, did you respond? It's like, no. No, I did respond. No, I don't think you did. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it it doesn't, doesn't fucking. No, matter. I know. I, mean, I just. All right. I, 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 you got to remember back in the day, like all these old school bikers that I, well, I still run with and stuff. They're just, you know, they won't even. They will not be caught dead riding next to anything but a Harley. You, you know? you, and we're you know, talking about you know, um, uh, fuck. I'm gonna butcher this. Papa, the president of uh, HA back in the days in San Francisco. Mm-mm, he, he got shot down. I bet you like San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, oh man, San Francisco's gay. I love San Francisco. I, it, do too. I, I think That's a beautiful I, city. I think it's hilarious how you say San Francisco and people think that like when you pull in and the, and actually my buddy Dean described it this way. He goes, "You go to San Francisco and people think they're gonna like throw dicks on you or something." Like <laughs> it's it's nothing like that. San Francisco's an amazing city. No, it is. But uh, the the uh, president of Hell's Angels back in the days before he got shot down, mm-hmm. he was ro- he was rolling with the GS, and we're talking Hell's Angels, you know president of yeah. the clubhouse in daily city uh he used to ride that and this is or true or we're gonna get shot at some point yeah, because we'll nobody has said it 40 times already yeah, yeah. you're going on you're going on record with this no so no yeah. every, every, everybody everybody <laughs> everybody knew that everybody knew that about him well you know whatever yeah <laughs> so what are your favorite companies out there for dinas accessories um well i'll stop i'll start back over with like shops right so Started toying with a couple different shops, but um, I don't know if you guys met Jim down at IMZZ. Yeah. So uh, I met him through Kevin, Dinosaur or whatever, and uh, went down there, met the dude, started, took a tour of a shop, and like the fucking dude does everything. Like literally much, the probably, you know, you see like old school biker dudes and like, you know, kind of like a Jesse James types or like the guys that I'd hope to be like one day if I ever open a shop, like this guy fucking airbrushes, he paints, he builds engines, he builds bars, he builds, you know, the swing arm on my bike. He does see, I mean, from top to bottom, the guy fucking does it all. So immediately I was like, Oh, this kind of, this kind of shop only, you know, hang out in and you know, whatever. (coughs) So from there, um, I get my parts and fucking whatever else. But as far as suspension goes, like I can't, 
like promote anything because I've only ran one, which is the RWDs. But as soon as I put those RWDs on, it was fucking night and day, dude. Didn't you run them? Or no, uh, you ran yeah, them. Yeah, I, I ran them. Yeah. Did you like them? I like them a lot, yes. Yeah. Just so that's my suspension. I did the um, race you tech. You have 14s? Yeah. And mm-hmm. then I did race tech uh, gold valve in the front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm kind of on the fence about that right now. I'm oh, I thought it was legend on your front. Not yet. I'm, I, gonna, I I'm running all in on my front. For the drop-ins? Yeah. You love them? I, I really like them. Also, I, I had a stock in the front end while I put the RWD in the back, mm-hmm. and that was a nightmare. Really? Because the back was so nice, and the front was so 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 bad. Squishy. Yeah. And um, when Mark was telling me about it, you know, when you do the back one, you have to do the front, because if not, it's just terrible. Yeah. It's not compensated or balanced so i put the all-ins and it's great hmm. well i'll look at those i've been looking at the legends and then i was looking at the the um rwds but i'm having problems trying to get the two over like nobody makes the two over and then i don't want to buy new two all-ins makes two over do they yeah i'm gonna check it out so that's suspension wise um i'm actually looking at those um two inch drop trees from sac nation racing or whatever Gives you, you can use your stock tubes and then come down two inches because I need that clearance for the canyons. And then what else? Well, what size suspension do you have? 14s or 13s? On the back, 14s. 14s. I, yeah. got, I, I took the Damney rods out and welded two inches into them. So that did like a ghetto lift. I don't know if you've heard of people doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, But to me, it's like, it's just a, the, it's a shortcut. It's almost like when you used to lower cars, you'd cut the springs or something. Right. So to me, I'm like, dude, that ain't the right way to do it. So... I wanted to do the two-inch drop trees to where the top of the triple tree is down two inches, mm-hmm. and then you can everything's still you know stock length, so you won't get as much wobble and stuff. So I think I'm going to do that next. Uh, that's how Ash has it. Yeah, yeah. Be- he has it because he he did he bought the in. He got a deal. He he got a deal in the in the two-inch over um, tubes. Yeah, and now everything that he's buying is for that. Yeah. That's why I know that the that Olin's make the two-inch over. Oh. Because he has them the same way that you want it. Just drop the triple trees down two yeah. inches and that's it. So looking at that and then as far as like performance wise, um, I've been really happy with T Man. So I put T Man pistons in there, high compression, and then those six sixty cams and like in sixth bro, I can literally just drop it and gone. Have you willied? Oh yeah, of course. Do you will you willie all the time? No, fuck no. I'm not good at that shit. And you know, my boy Jeremiah he fucking nailed it on the head. We're out dicking around one night, or they're out doing willies, and I'm like, all right, my turn, look at me. And we're trying to practice, and <laughs> he looked at me, and he goes, if you put this thing down right now, what's it going to cost to fix it? I said, fuck, I don't know, man. I haven't thought about it. And he said, probably four to six grand. I said, yeah. He goes, go buy some bike, dude. Quit fucking around. Your bike's too nice. And then yeah. I was like, you got a point, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you it's know? just not worth it. It's not. Like, yeah. It's not worth it. So, that, and... I don't know, man. Going to work with broken shit. Cause it's oh, not, it's yeah. the worst. You know what I mean? No, I just, it's going to happen. It's the worst. Especially you know? the, the way you're riding it as much yeah. as you do. What I'm, helmet What helmet do you ride with? Doing the Shoei uh, 1200 right now. Oh, no. I'm sorry. RF. RF 1200? RF SR, but I'm going to get that 1200. Uh-huh. Yeah. Nice. I've had that, that Shoei for like three years now, I think. Two and a half, three years. Yeah. The SR? I love it. Yeah. Fucking love it's it. pretty light. Also. That and the wind noise and... Just the view, and then it, you, that transition chilled. Mm-hmm. You rocking Cena's? Uh, no, I had the Lexan, or what did you say? The the Cena, the Cena headphone, no, uh, Bluetooth, or I had Lexan first, and then once I Carlos shot me that um, Plex Audio, 
You just pulled it out. Just fuck this, dude. It was like I a whole different world, man. <laughs> like I can music. listen to everything else. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm kind of torn between what's better, the the speakers on the the street glide or the the, the Cena. Yeah. And for a second, I was like, the fucking Cena. Yeah. It's cool. But then I, I picked up the new Memphis Shades um, shield, mm-hmm. and it just has the wind coming right over me. Now I can hear my speakers, yeah. and I'm like, ah, this is pretty fucking nice. Don't get me wrong. Before all that, I had the earbuds in, right? Right. And I would just tune out. Like, didn't hear nothing. No, no yeah. road noise, no nothing. But it was Especially dangerous. with the new AirPods. Oh, fuck. The I noise cancellation. It. I loved it. But, dude, it was not safe. You know what I mean? Like, I couldn't hear fucking ambulances going by. I couldn't hear my boys. You know, Not only that, but you go to a park instruction, somebody's instructing you, like, park over there. And you're like, yeah. I can't hear shit, man. So now that I switched to the Plex, it's it's plenty loud, dude. I'm good. I'm, I'm happy with that. And, and then you, you control, I haven't fucked around with the Plex. So you control everything by, over the phone, right? Or yeah. does it have a separate control? And then it's got a controller to you. So. Oh, it's got a control? Yeah, it comes with a little Bluetooth wireless deal. <laughs> and then as soon as you put on, like I have Amazon Music, right? So I'll just pick my station. And then if you don't have, like the song. I don't like Amazon. Oh. So you just hit the little forward button, pause, play, whatever. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty rad. That's, that's dope. But... What else do I got? I just recently switched from Shinko's. I was diehard Shinko for a while. And then the last two sets I got were just so out of shape, dude. Like when I went to balance them, like you could see the rim spinning perfectly and the tire was just, you know, and just over and over. I just, I loved them because they're so sticky. When you drag race off the line, like I can hook off the line, just boom, gone. See ya. Bye. But I didn't want to give that up, but then I'd get into these long sweepers in the canyons, and I was just getting so much wobble, and I said, all right, that's that's enough. So I switched over to the K591s, and so far I'm happy. Uh, you, you you swapped out the rims, right? You don't have the original. No, those are original. Those are original? Just powder powder coated? Yeah. Yeah. You, so, th- you think about switching rims at all? I want to get those new Lowrider S ones. Yeah. Yeah, those are dope. Dude. Would I'd you like consider getting ride. the new Lowrider low S? Oh, yeah. Trade it in or second bike? No, it'd have to be second. And I've thought about that between Bagger and, and the know, Lowrider S. And the Lowrider S because if you, you can get those new bags and do the quick connects or whatever they call yeah, it. Yeah, the quick release. You could do, basically, you'd have the bo- best of both worlds to where you could, I think some that, that Laidlaw Harley guy did that, didn't Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah Matt. Matt. The Matt Laidlaw did it. Matt Laidlaw. Yeah, Mar- so sick, The bro. gray one, God, the one he posted, dude. I think looks fucking mean. And then you... Want to go hit the canyons? Pop them off, dude. Done deal. Yeah, that's a, that's a good fucking setup he did. Mm-hmm. These last few ones. That's probably my favorite bike right now. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, what about the, uh, you're a sailor? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you go fucking you trying to scuba diving, <laughs> crabbing. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I was a commercial fisherman for a while. I did crab and lobster and then. Oh, so you com- commercially. Yeah. Wow, so you were trained professionally. Well, no, and I and I and I didn't mean anything other than you're a fucking sailor. You're, yeah, you're yeah. a legit fucking. <laughs> what, song what, what went through my head mean? when you asked me yeah, that. Yeah. No, I just not a, not song a, went through my head right then, and I was like <laughs> trying not to laugh. <laughs> anyway, uh, shit, no, I, uh, grow up, man. No, I've been uh, I've been boating for a long time. So like, you, you have your own boat, stuff, of course, yep, down in Long Beach, and then uh, yeah, honestly, like before the Harley thing, like. The ocean was my passion. Like that's all I cared about. That's every weekend. That shit's terrifying, oh, bro. I fucking loved it. It's shit's so fun. Terrifying. There's nothing like jumping off of a boat in the middle of the ocean at night at like 1 a.m. and catching lobsters with your bare hands, dude. Like 
That's fucking There's a fucking insane. rush that you just comes over you, and then when you get one, like that first one, it's over with. You're hooked. It's, it's, it's how, how, how deep? I, mean, I don't go past 120 unless like. Fuck, but that's. I'll get high. down there and, and like sometimes, like I'll I'll dive the oil rigs and there's scallops on there, right? So if you get down to 120, nobody else will go that deep unless you're one of them fucking tech diver BMW guys. Yeah, and then you shoot <laughs> with, with their nerdy <laughs> a BMW diver. <laughs> so you shoot down there, dude, and these fucking scallops are the size of a dinner plates. Like when you pull the scallop, because you leave the shell on the rig and you yeah. take a like I made a scallop knife out of aluminum. And you just take it and separate the scallop from the shell. And when you pull it out, dude, it's the size of like the palm of your hand. Like, Holy shit. It's insane. And once you eat those things, like you go to the store to try to buy them. It ain't the it's same. not the same. Yeah. It's, yeah. You, you get ruined. So a matter of fact, I came up on a, a scallop pearl shit like six years ago. And they're like 10 times more rare than actual pearls. So I took it and made a little setting for it. And yeah, I was pretty stoked on that one. They say guys that do that shit for a living, they never come across them. So I actually Googled it, and it's worth like six grand. That might be my next engine. Fuck, there it is. Get that <laughs> shit paid off. Yeah. But, yeah, there's that. And then, like, lobstering, dude, that's my that's my big thing. I love doing that shit. What, 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 what's the farthest? Uh, you ever leave California and sailed? No. Um, it's always been local? Well, I, I, I'm a power amazing. boater, so yeah. like sailing and like power boats are limited to your fuel. So that is one thing, though. Like bucket bucket list check off is I want to get a sailboat and sail to Hawaii and back with no Fuck. engine power. You know what I mean? Just yeah. solo dolo, fucking get her done, eat what you catch. What, what, what's the what's the um, how long does that take? Oh shit! I mean, what would they say? You know, it depends the on your sailboat too. Like I've read a couple books on it, and then they have races that go out there, and I mean. Just from the wind from Long Beach or here to Catalina with, you know, the winds are so bad, it takes eight, eight hours. Oh, to really? Where, yeah, to from where. From here to Catalina? Yeah, on a sailboat. Yeah. But on my boat, you know, 45 minutes, an hour, done. Done, straight. So that's where, you know, you fall into that, uh, do I want to get into sailing? Probably not. This, this is probably going to sound stupid yeah. or, you know, silly to you, but do they make any solar power fucking Yeah, sailboats have them. Sailboats so- use them, like the wind-powered dills and solar panels and all that stuff but yeah it's just and there's another thing too it's kind of like power boaters are always against sailboaters sailboaters against power boaters blah blah, blah. yeah it never ends never ends yeah but i'll try it i want to um i have here communication live with mark and he's asking me that um i don't know if you heard the last episode that we talked about um a little bit of aliens and stuff uh, once you're out there like out in the middle of the ocean that you can see the stars mm-hmm. that you've been swimming at night. Have you ever seen anything weird? Mm-mm. Do you ever look up or you only look down though? <laughs> yeah. I'm, no, I mean, we definitely look at the stars. That's like one of the, the joys of being a commercial fisherman. Like we'd go out to the islands for three days at a time and just, you know, eat what we catch and stare at the stars. Um, That's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's rad. But no, I've never seen anything weird. You know? Do you believe in aliens by any chance? I have a theory. You have a theory? <laughs> Which one is your theory? I've been saying this They're for right years. <laughs> years I've been saying this. And then somebody with from some MIT professor came out, I think last week, and said it. And all the guys at work were all, hey, fucking you've been saying that. So, you know, like we, we're constantly evolving, right? Like we're getting bigger, we're getting stronger, we're getting moving on and like the whole telepathy thing and right. so on and so forth. So my theory has always been. That is as from the future. 
we are from the, that's us checking on us. Like, cause think about it. Time travel's already been proven, but if you're the time traveler and you can fix the fuck ups, then you're never going to catch it. Right. So we've never actually caught we, the fuck ups. Don't you think that one of the first fuck ups that we would have fixed if that was reality was the Hitler situation? To an extent, they weren't here to check, change things. They're here checking on things. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's a lot of bad shit that happened, right? But maybe it did get fixed, but we're in that different parallel universe. How about that shit? Hmm? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, 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 I strongly, I, I think, I don't even think we're from here. I, I don't think this is our planet. You that knows the ocean so well and the sea and everything else, we're not comfortable here. We, no. We, we don't like being here. We need flat surfaces. We need light. We need jackets. We need sweaters. A polar bear doesn't need a fire. You know, nothing needs a roof. Um, fish in the ocean don't need, you know, air. No, this We're world uncomfortable. would be 10 times better without humans fucking it up. Oh, 100%. Well, I mean, a simple, t- you know, we've talked about this before. Even COVID-19, locking everybody at home. Mm-hmm. Look what happened in Italy. The canals, you can start seeing clear water. You can start seeing fish in the canals. Anywhere else you look, even here in LA, you started hearing birds. Jaime was complaining recently about riding. He's all, fuck, this COVID-19 lockdown is bush. And I go, why? He goes, I ride on the freeway and bugs are just smashing my fucking... Yeah, there's crazy? so many bugs it, now. This sucks. Oh, man, it's over now. On the way here, dude, the traffic oh, was it's, insane. It's, it's, yeah, the one-on-one's fucking packed oh up. My but, my, but my point is, you look at any fucking animal on the planet, yeah. and they're, they're comfortable. The, the, the camel has a lens that goes over its eye... And it can walk through a sandstorm with no problem. Yeah. It drinks water once a month. Yep. You know, the bird can fly without, you know, just with whatever it has. Like, we're not, I, I believe we're not from here. We were dropped off. Um, I don't know, man. It, 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 it's all a mystery. Yeah. Definitely keeps you thinking. It's it fun to def- think about, though, for sure. One more, one more question I have for you. Where do you see the Harley Davidson brand going? There's always going to be Harley guys, dude. I mean... Just in our little California realm of like what we do and like different styles and the club style thing and now the performance bagger thing and everybody kind of copying off of what California does and stuff like that. Now the rest of the world's catching on. And then like when you go to like Arizona, bro, like I was out there working and you go to a bike night, it's like fucking big wheel baggers everywhere. And to me, I'm like, dude, that was 15 years ago. What are you guys doing? So if they're 15 years behind... Like they've got another at least fifteen to catch up. Like yeah. Harley's not going anywhere. No, I, I'm I not. I'm not saying it's going anywhere. I'm just uh, all this culture that people are trying to preserve. Um, you know, once Harley starts doing like you call it, uh, you know, BMW takes. Uh, no, know, the Pan America is coming out. The, the the crotch rocket is coming out. The electric bike. Electric is bike. Well, so it's it's, it's the culture right? going to change. And of course, it's going to. It's got to. It will. Well, think about when the soft tails came out, right? Every Dyna bro on the planet was like, fuck those bikes. Fucking Dyna for life. Blah, blah, blah. Until they rode them. <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> well, I, I, I think also pe- people, like Dyna's, like when I had my FXDXT back mm-hmm. in 2006, 2007, people didn't like Dyna's. It wasn't a big seller. Exactly. The FXDXT. FXR was a big pile of shit. Yeah, it was a big out. pile of shit. Nobody now liked, look at them. Now, yeah, so <laughs> it, it's, I, I guess that's a good analogy. We're 15 years behind, or some places are 15 years behind, so it's yeah. got to get time for them to get used to it. That's an interesting analogy. 
So then you take these new soft tails and, you know, they're club styling them out or whatever, and now it's all performance-based, right? And Carly's catching on to that. The 131's coming out, you know. Uh, all these kits are coming out. So you take this style of adventure bike. Well, they're going to get in on that market. It's business. I mean, you, they'd be a fool not to. Like, you go to the IMS show, and Honda's making these big mega BMW-looking things like you guys got. Yeah, they have, they have Everybody yeah, is. Trend, yeah, yeah everybody's on that. Well, that's... It's going that way. Is it going to go that way forever? No. Because not everybody wants to do that shit. You know, a cruiser's a cruiser. A Harley's a Harley, you know. A hot rod's a hot rod. A hot yeah. rod's a hot rod. Everybody's got its own little demographic. Yeah. So, yeah, do they want to get in that market? Fuck it. Go for it. They're gonna, they've are gonna. they actually made that new engine that they're putting in that thing. Dude, that's going to be the business. So, once those get out for five years and then we start getting a hold of them and putting them in fucking FXR frames and whatever else, then... You know, that's how Harley started. I don't know if you've seen all that, where people just took the bike and then just completely modified it to their liking, and then, boom, it took off. It's still that way today, in my eyes. Yeah. So, I don't know anybody that keeps their fucking bike stock, except for you. Which is every time I see the street light standard, the one that they release, the cheap one. Yeah, yeah, you the know? affordable one. You mean. Yeah, the affordable. Man, yeah. It's affordable. cheap. It's affordable. Cheap affordable. Affordable. Uh, that was a good move in my eyes. It was an amazing move yeah. because you're going to get Robert's bike and... Well... Yeah, because you're, you're well, going to black down well, and now, you save yeah, some but money. Now, but, but now it's different. But now it's different because when they did a standard, they had a standard Ultra back in the days. It sucked because it came with the blonde motor and not the black motor and then plus nothing else, you know, which, which back then it... It wasn't cool because no matter what you did to the bike, your motor was going to look stock or the cheap version compared to any other Ultra. Yeah, you know. But well, now you can. It comes without the the radio, the Harley Division radio. But if you have that hold, you can just put the JBL um, Apple Car thing. Yeah, but you got to change rims. You got to change suspension. You got to change the seats. I I think a a good bath of powder coating would fix half of it. Yeah. yeah, but then you got to reach out and see if fucking Trevor's available to powder coat your shit. Then he's going <laughs> to yeah. make you work and take it off. Like, it's fucking going to be a fucking nightmare. That's the joy of it, though, man. Don't you love that? Yeah, yeah that's the best part. It is. Uh, except the part you live like, in. Hey, I know a guy. Hey, I know a guy. I know a guy. I know a guy. I know a guy that knows a guy. <laughs> yeah. Anything we missed, Trevor, you want to talk about? No, just, um, I don't know, everybody that helped me with the bike, I guess. Um, want to do some shout outs? Yeah, let's do, obviously, Jim down at IMZZ. Um, Mr. Joe, who did my paint, get him on Mr. Joe. I don't know fuck his Instagram is 83 or something. Um, checkmate auto art did my pinstripe. Um, T man performance plex audio is a big one. A big shout out to those guys. Plex. And then, uh, green brothers designs. They hooked up that loser nut in the front. Did you see that? I haven't. I got just flush, dude. It's so awesome. And then, um, that's it, really, man. But thanks for having me on, brother. I appreciate it. Oh, man. Thanks for coming thanks out Thanks for here. having the ride clean. You got a case for me? Or? Yeah, yeah. I got you. All right, cool. I got you for sure. Nice. Where are you going to store it in your bike? I got the trucks here, too. Oh, yeah, you do? Man. Oh, no, I got you. <laughs> I got you for sure, cool. brother. Hell yeah. No, thank you for coming out here. I know we've been trying to plan this for a minute. Yeah. Fist bump. Fist bump. Appreciate it. And yeah, yeah. Uh, what, last thing, Instagram, where can we find you? If people want to get hold of you or check out your bike. And, and ask you for favors. <laughs> yeah, no shit. At Bulletproof Welder. No, anything you guys need, hit me up. I'll do my best to help you. But ain't nothing for free. You know what I'm saying? Thanks, Trevor. Thanks, okay, man. Nice, nice to see you. That's it. 
And that's a wrap for this episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Ride Boundless podcast. Make sure to like, follow, and subscribe. More importantly, share, 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 share. If you know anybody that's in the motorcycle or car industry or is a fanatic or whatever the case is, let them know about this podcast. Sharing is caring. Um, If you've already subscribed, thank you. If you haven't, make sure to do it. Until next week, ride safe, ride hard, ride boundless.